Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest podcast, we have a chat with PGA Tour rookie Harry Higgs and discuss a heroic effort on the European Tour. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Well, why do they even have one if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! What is this, costume? Mine's off the rack. I wish Tiger Woods was here to help me with this. We'll do it live! Welcome back to the Golf Digest podcast presented by Whoop. I'm Alex Myers. I'm joined today by Sam Wyman, Keely Levins. Guys, uh, happy, uh, welcome back. Welcome back from, yeah. We're both using our whoops and I climb up the stairs to the studio. I'm still huffing and puffing. I know. The the listeners can hear that. That will be the, (laughs) I I haven't had an activity yet, I don't think. That that might be my first activity. How long have you worn it? Okay, I I went on the treadmill (laughs) for 15 minutes on Thanksgiving before I stuffed my face. That's it. Since I've been wearing this thing as an official, you know, I've walked, I walked some golf courses like you did and. Yeah. Yeah, but. Anyway, um, we have a, a interesting show today. We have a, a great chat with PGA Tour rookie Harry Higgs. We're also going to introduce a new segment, a gambling segment. We're going to bring in a couple of our resident degenerates, um, Christopher Powers and Stephen Hennessy, to preview the Hero World Challenge. Uh, but first, I want to start with something that happened on the European Tour. It actually happened in South Africa. Pablo Larazabal. I'm probably saying that wrong. Lorothabal. Lorothabal, right, like Olathabal, yeah. Um, had a had an interesting win. He woke up, he almost WD'd because of a blister on his foot. And, and we laugh, or some people were laughing, but it was obviously so painful. I mean, the guy was limping around. He shoots a 41 on his front nine, six over par, but he birdies three of the last four holes to win by one. Sam, I mean, how impressed were you? Heroic effort. He's our hero of the week, by the way. <laughs> I, you know, people, it's such easy <laughs> fodder for critics of golf to say, oh, my gosh, the guy had a blister and he fought through. But uh, the more sort of granular a movement you are making, like a golf swing, like uh, something like that could be so damning. I mean, I know I've played golf with blisters in my hands, and it's like it affects everything. Oh, so yeah. if you're constantly thinking about um, like a little pain and it's on every swing, the the ability to overcome that is is actually really impressive. The other way of looking at it, of course, is that when you have something like that, it suddenly sort of makes other parts it of the... It frees you up. Yeah. It frees you up a little bit. I, would, I wouldn't know that part, but but anyway, <laughs> uh, definitely impressive and, and a big win. I mean, his quote, well, it's his fifth European Tour win, but I was surprised it's his first win in four and a half years. So he had been in a little bit of a slump too. He, he kind of needed this, but his quote after that was so great was, I said to myself, if Tiger can win a U.S. Open with a broken leg, what's a blister? I mean, it's a good, it's a good point. It's just so, I, it's so hard to not laugh. He's comparing a broken bone. <laughs> well, to I mean, a he blister. is, but he he sucked it up. He showed some guts. Well, you're you're a skier. You're, do you get blisters skiing or anything like that? Well, yeah, sure. You can get blisters doing pretty much debilitating anything. blisters. I've never had a debilitating blister. I mean, I was trying to think of that. Like, have I ever had a blister? Like especially oh. on your foot, like on your uh, hands. Like I actually, I've gotten it. Definitely gotten golf. I've gotten it really bad in te- tennis. Mm. And you get it right in the in, instead of your thumb, Oof. and it, it is the worst because it literally yeah. affects everything. And suddenly you're, you know, you're cha- thinking about golf. You're changing your grip to avoid it. Even if you say suck it up, you know, it's just no. I golf. know, but it was on his foot. I know. My point is, it that, but even but what if he changes his weight? Like he takes a little bit of weight yeah. off that part of the foot because he doesn't want to. That changes your golf swing completely. Yeah. So. I had like this huge blood blister once on my one of my fingers just from like hitting balls 
and it popped while I was hitting balls, and there was just like blood on my hands. I was like, wow, this is the poetic hit balls until what your hands bleed. What a warrior. It was amazing. I recently had something on my foot. It's because it's funny this came up, and it wasn't on a toe. You just said you kinda... haven't exercised in yeah. weeks. No, I, I know. <laughs> that's why it's so embarrassing. And it was on the, I don't know, what do you call it? The ball of my right foot. And it was painful every time I stepped down. Seriously, I don't know if it was a blister or a cyst. It was like a little, you know, I felt it. It was rough skin. It stuck up. It was something. Callus? So, yeah, callus. It was killing me, though, for a couple weeks. I'm dead serious. So I I understand. And I remember um, when when I used to actually do things in high school and I was a basketball player, we would be told to wear two pairs of socks. And it was, and I remember one time I didn't wear two pairs of socks, and I had awful blisters. Really, the next I feel day. like Pain, that would be brutal. more prone to get no, blisters it, because of the friction. No, you, you need to wear, you need to double up on the socks. So I, I assume Pablo. Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan, always have fresh socks. That's right. Oh that's right. God. So I assume he'll be more careful going forward. You know, it's funny. He's the same guy who I don't know if you guys remember this. Five years ago, bees attacked him. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he had to jump into right. a lake. In the middle of a tournament, <laughs> oh the Malaysian God. Open. And not only that, he got out of the lake soaking wet and made a birdie. So this guy, this guy is, is yeah. a he's hero. A, he's a warrior. And in five years, there's going to be another play. <laughs> it's going to be some something sort. else. I can't wait to Crazy. see it. Crazy. Yeah. He suffered 20 bee stings on one hole. Okay, this I don't know why they were attacking him and not anybody else. A foot blister. Right. Like, but this guy has some weird but did things. He, win that, he didn't win that He did not win the tournament, but he did make a birdie on that hole. Which that's is amazing, that legendary is amazing. effort. That's so good for him. Finest. He took great pictures um, with his f- shoes off on this trophy yeah. this week to to show off. He had these bandages all over his his feet. So Seems good, like good an for him. Opportunity for Pablo. a new shoe sponsor. Yeah, maybe. Well, or some kind of blister. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the YouTube video now. It's amazing of the bees. Of the, oh, bees? the bees. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the guy, it's incredible. He literally jumped totally, into a lake. I completely forgot yeah, about, I totally that. about that. That's oh. that's kind of what he's known for. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we move on. It's kind of our our best one day story, but it also has to do with this event. It's the the European Tour. Uh, I thought they had already gone to the shorts are allowed policy before. I guess it still no, was just the rounds. practice rounds. Practice rounds. Okay, but they've been talking about it for so long, and they're so loose over there. I kind of thought they <laughs> they had they're loosey goosey over there. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, you know, I was watching that hero uh, shot thing with Tiger uh-huh. yesterday, and the whole time I was thinking this looks like yeah, like a normal another, European yeah, tour yeah, exactly. <laughs> hitting over a pool, yeah. this and that. But uh, no, so anyway, they make it official because there are hot temperatures down there, you can wear shorts in tournament rounds. And it just so happened that the runner-up, Joel Schoholm of Sweden, although he's actually from Chile, he was adopted by a Swedish family. Our Ryan Harrington actually did a feature on him back in the of day. <laughs> um, anyway, he was an All-American at, at Georgia State. He finished runner-up wearing shorts. So Highest I, finisher by a short. Highest finisher. So we sh- almost had our first... Winner in shorts on a major tour, but we did have our first runner-up, and someone joked, "Oh, the golf gods got him." You know, <laughs> let Larathaball Lara- beat him because of that. But well, I don't know. What do you guys think about about the look? I think Is if it the okay? Golf gods are consumed. With yeah, like, you, whether or not your <laughs> knees are exposed to the elements, I think yeah. they have bigger things to worry about. Probably. I, I mean, this is this is the this is the lamest yeah. thing ever. Why is this not part of golf? Always. Always. And, 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 and the irony is the European tour, which, you know, they have this period where they're playing in, you know, Asia and in, in really southern climb. Right. Most of their season is played in, uh, you know, in the British Isles where in the middle of the summer it's right. still it's still pretty cool. Uh, 
um, where they don't need it as much. But like this should be hands down just an option always available to every professional golfer. There's no reason that they look less professional or less impressive because they're wearing shorts. Really? You don't think it looks any different? I mean, I'm with you that they should be able to wear shorts because I would never wear pants in hot weather ever. But whenever I see pros out wearing shorts, like it looks like a college tournament. I to get me. that, but that's because but that's because you're used to it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's I, they look like athletes when they wear they shorts. They look right. They look like well, some of them look like athletes. I get yeah. it. But my point is, is that like you ever go? <laughs> I, Phil. I, this is the other Phil thing, Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. The irony. The irony of it all is that when you go to your club and you see someone wearing pants yeah. on like a July day, you're like, what? A what a jerk. tool! Yeah, what a tool! Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, who are looks, you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Right. So, but here's where the only thing I, I agree. I think they should be allowed to do it. I, I think we will get used to it mm-hmm. and seeing it and and seeing this guy finish. It was a little weird late in the heat of event. It did kind of look like he was almost in the wrong place, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's because seeing some guys wearing pants and some guys wearing shorts might throw people off. Again, I think we'll get used to it. Yeah, that's but kind of worse. That's where it looks. It's kind of like, well, now, right. Now, why, if you're allowed to wear shorts, are these guys wearing pants when it's 100 degrees? But, of course, you're going you're gonna to have guys who are going to wear shorts when it's, like, 50 degrees and other guys who are going to wear the pants. I mean, some certain guys just like – I mean, Ken DeLago, who we work with, he'll wear shorts when it's 30 degrees out. I mean, we've had this discussion before. It all goes back to professional golf's beginnings when professional golfers were golf professionals at clubs, and yeah. they were – employees of the club and i could see on some level that looks unprofessional right. you know the guy behind the counter who's selling you yeah that'd be uh, weird or giving you lessons for some reason i don't necessarily agree with that either right. but i can see that there's a you know a certain professional uh look to someone who's in a that environment needing to wear pants but sure. that's a that's but a, they, a, they also wore a shirt and tie they also, yes yeah. they also like in the early days of professional <laughs> in golf, a vest like, they weren't allowed in the clubhouse like right there are all these stories about like early days of professional golfers right. so it's an antiquated concept and it's so lagged behind the lpga tour too like the women can wear yeah apples whatever. and oranges though right a little bit i mean i mean women be- used to wear like ankle length skirts like <laughs> yes true true but yes i, I agree well anyway it's just joel joel Schulholm, aka joel shorts yeah, uh, making some pioneer. history. He's a, he is a pioneer. Are they going to frame those shorts? Like, do you say? I don't know. Those? Well, whoever wins first. Remember yeah, this past win. year, we had uh, it was Francesco Molinari, the Bay Hill winning putt. That was the first PJ Tour winner with the pin in to Ooh, make a right. winning putt. You know, these are that's a great little story. <laughs> so, of like odd, like right. odd first. Yeah, yeah. yeah Imagine if um, if uh, to go full circle if. A guy wears shorts and is attacked by bees. Yes, and is, has all these bee stings on his legs. That would be a first. That would be a first as well. Um, so, all right, let's move on to our stat of the day, and it, it concerns the Hero World Challenge. We've already talked about the hero that is Pablo Larrazabal, but now the Hero World Challenge this week, and it, it, it always gets talked about and debated the amount of official world golf ranking points. The fact that there even are mm-hmm. world ranking points available here. Uh, you know, we have certain, I know John Huggin, who we work with, is always knocking this tournament. It's an exhibition, this and that. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't count as an official PJ Tour event f- for win mm-hmm. uh, totals, mm-hmm. but you get world ranking points, mm-hmm. and it's been like that for over a decade now. But here's where it jumps out at me. <clears throat> here's from uh, Nosferatu, the world ranking guru. Uh in the last decade, almost 2,000 world ranking points have been awarded to the Hero World Challenge event, 18-man event. 
That is more than all the ranking points awarded on the Japan Golf Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour during the entire 2019 season. Yes. Yeah. And, and one, one more, Ryan Labner uh, put it in a different way. 46 uh, official World Golf ranking points to the winner of this week's 18-man Hero World Challenge. That's more than 16 PGA Tour events this year. Yeah. So I mean, about half the events, this is almost a bigger event. But the field is amazing. I know, but it's a classic yeah. example of a rich get richer. Yes, right? rich so, get richer. Uh, give me an example of a player who is not in the field this week, who is you know struggling to get you know into the Masters next year. Because there's pl- tons of guys like that. Sure, they are suffering. Uh, they are those are the guys that need world ranking points the most. Right, they're suffering because they're not in this event. Whereas John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, right. whomever, they don't need this. They don't. They yeah. don't need those world ranking points. But and, in- it's it's also an eighteen. It's a, it's an invitational, right? So yes. It's basically, mm-hmm. at the discretion of the host and who he gets invited. But let me just to to your master's point, the field is so top heavy that those guys are already in anyway. They're not, so and they're not, not going to affect. They're not really affecting forty through sixty who are jostling to get into the top fifty. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it went yeah, a little yeah, further my, down with Bro- you know Brooks isn't in it, and and DJ just withdrew. Um, you get like Ches Reevy in there, but you, you're. It's mostly like the top ten right, guys. Just anyway. like your, their, our guest this week, Harry Higgs. Yes. You know, oh, he would think, kill to be in this about the, Think about the world he would, ranking he points. Would he would swim to the Bahamas right. to be in this And bed. think about what he would, <laughs> yeah. what like what those points mean to a player like that who is trying to make his way on the tour. Yeah, and, I think it's yeah. more like points to retain status than like the Masters points. Right. And they're guaranteed. I mean, there's no cut. Right. And guaranteed, guaranteed points. points. No matter you're just what happens. Handing out. And we've seen. And you finish points. top ten, you're still in the. You can still be in the bottom half of the field. Right. We've seen Tiger. Tiger's. This comeback started with a T9. He jumped from 1,200 in the world to like 550. Mm-hmm. He jumped, you know, 650 spots. So it, it's been very beneficial even even to Tiger. Uh, of course, he gets to put himself in the event. M- most of the guys are have to be ranked um, a certain, uh, you know, ranking. But uh, and, and just quickly before we, we – actually, let's move into the PJ Tour rookies because we have Harry Higgs with us today. Um, he's a very popular rookie. It was funny, and I, I mentioned this to him when we had Monday Q info on uh, Ryan French. I asked him who's one guy to root for of the young guys, and he said Harry Higgs. And it's and it's interesting. This guy, you know, it's not like he's in his 30s, a journeyman or anything. Mm-hmm. He's 27. It didn't, you know, things didn't come right away. He wasn't an All American in college at SMU. He, you know, he went to PGA Tour Latino America. He struggled even there for. Uh, a couple of years and now he's on tour and he's one of uh, the best rookies so far. So I, I want to mention that the best rookie so far, obviously we had Victor Hovland coming into this year. He already has a PJ tour record, 19 consecutive rounds in the sixties. Um, I don't know how somehow he counts as a rookie, but some of these other guys like Matthew Wolf and Colin Morikawa don't, but anyway, he does. And then Scotty Scheffler is probably mm-hmm. the leader right now. Um, seven fall events made the cut. Everyone five top 25s, Three top tens. Then you have Harry Higgs. He had a runner-up in Bermuda. Uh, five made cuts already. A few other top twenty-fives. I don't know. What do you think about this rookie class? I think. I think. I mean. I think you root for guys who are who have great personalities or interesting. Higgs definitely falls into that category. Yeah. You. You know. You got off the phone. I asked you how the interview went. You're like he was great. Great. He's like, oh, he's amazing. I wish more guys. You know, it's like yeah. You look know, the 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 great the dirty little secret among golf media is um, we don't root. For we don't root for specific people, but we root for stories. And when you have right. a guy who's got a great personality, who's going to sort of take the mantle and run with it, 
um, you do root for a guy like that to succeed. So, sure. you know, you, you want to see that. Uh, and Keely, I know you talked to him for mm -hmm. a, uh, a journeys golf digest journeys yeah. story, right? Yeah. Yep. What, what can you tell us about your interaction with, with Harry? He was awesome. Um, did you meet his mom too? No, I didn't. I got to mom. meet his mom, which was great. Mrs. Higgs? She, yeah, Mrs. Higgs. She's also great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> put him on. Like, let's put my mom on yeah, for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she would have been right there. She was awesome. Um, he, he's, he, he's funny enough. He did say, um, when he talked about, you know, how much, I think it was, how much, he was teammates with Bryson DeChambeau, and he stayed at his mm -hmm. house. He talks about staying at Bryson's house and walking in and being like, this guy's done pretty well. He's like, I still live in a condo that my parents own in Dallas. Yeah. So with his this, brother, yeah, this guy is <laughs> like, this guy is funny. But yeah, yeah. What I really appreciated about him is like, I feel like, you know, when we try and get access to all these like top players, you know, you take whatever you can get. And mm -hmm. I asked for like forty minutes or something, which is a good chunk of That's, time. Yeah. Um, and Harry walks up and he's just like, Hey, like I know you said forty minutes, but like whatever you need wow. I, I've got nowhere to be wow. I'm like okay can I get that on tape so like when you make it big <laughs> in like yeah, five right. years <laughs> like right and you're saying no to 20 minute things right. um but no he was he was awesome and he was he was down for anything yeah and yeah he's really and it's really fun to like watch him now after getting to meet him he's also a huge Eagles fan and mm. I told him that my husband's a big Eagles fan that's right unfortunately um, and he like pulled some tees out of his bag. He has all these like custom Eagles tees and like, he's like, give them to your husband. Congrats <laughs> on breaking 90 this year. And, like, he was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's jump into our interview then with PGA tour rookie, Harry Higgs. Today's episode is brought to you by whoop, the fitness tracker that is changing the way people track their fitness, sleep and recovery to optimize their performance. We all want to find ways to improve our performance through sleeping better, training smarter, or being more mindful of how recovered our bodies are. Whether we want to be bringing our best performance to the course or in our day-to-day -day lives at work and at home. Whoop goes beyond tracking steps and provides personalized daily insight in real time into how recovered your body is, how much exertion and stress you've taken on, and how much sleep you should be getting. Get next-level insights into your sleep by being able to see the stages of sleep you get, how efficient your sleep is, and your overall performance for how much sleep you got compared to what your body needed. Automatically track your workouts and training, whether it be a long 18-hole round of golf or intense session at the gym. Based on the intensity of the training, you'll get real-time insight into how much exertion your body took on. Get daily recovery scores when you wake up that let you know how ready your body is to perform or if it needs rest to recover. All of these insights are provided within the Whoop app. The Whoop Strap 3.0 offers five-day battery life and the ability to charge while wearing so you'll never miss a beat of data and get a full 24-7 snap of your heart rate activity. If you're looking to improve the way you train, sleep, and recover, Whoop has provided our listeners a 15% offer for any Whoop membership. A Whoop membership comes with the Whoop Strap 3.0 for free, and you get access to the app based on the monthly plan you choose. Go to Whoop.com today and use the code GD15 to save 15% off a membership to unlock your performance and start optimizing the way you train, sleep, and recover. That's Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code GD15 to get 15% off. All right, I'm excited to welcome to the Golf Digest podcast for the first time, Harry Higgs, PGA Tour rookie Harry Higgs, that is. Harry, how are you doing today? Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It, uh, it's 
always great to hear the PGA Tour rookie after my name, for sure. That doesn't that has not gotten tiring. Sure. Well, yeah, let's start there. You know, obviously, um, a quick rise in, in the last year to get to this point, but I guess it didn't happen that quickly post-college post, uh, career. Can you take us back to um, when you first turned pro and, and uh, hit the PGA Tour Latino America a few years back? I mean, you're only 27. It's not like you've been, you know, at this for, for decades. But, no, but like you said, I mean, we see Justin Thomas. We see Jordan Spieth. It happens so quickly for them. Um, <clears throat> you go to the PJ Tour Latino America. You, you mentioned you finished somewhere around 90th. And then, you know, if I'm looking at your, your resume, if I'm a, someone trying to hire you, I, I would say, what happened in, in 2016 and 2017? Because it doesn't seem like, you know, were you kind of just bouncing around doing mini tours, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it was a bit unfortunate. 
right. rewarded more. It should it should probably reward others. But then again, you got to keep it closed off for the, for the member of the tour. Um, but no, and then after that, I, after that year, I didn't you know I didn't play enough four day golf tournaments. I did a lot of Mondays, mm-hmm. and I failed miserably at first day to Q school. So then, 2017, nothing. I mean, same thing. You're kind of trying. I didn't do the international tour route. Actually, I tried. I I missed that PGA Tour Latin America Q school. Wow. Well, I didn't get any status there. Wow. Yeah, so then, I don't know what possessed me to keep going, really, after getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, but <laughs> I definitely was starting to see some improvements. It was, I mean, it was weird. I felt like shortly thereafter, practicing a plan, and kind of getting back to the things that I know I can do well, how I perform well, I kind of felt like any time I teed it up, every day I was going to shoot under par. Mm-hmm. Um, that really doesn't make a huge difference because, with that under par in many tour events is at four, five, or six, you're still getting lapped. Um, but no, I just I kept getting better and played some mini tour events, and I think I Monday qualified once or twice in seen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't make any of the cuts, but it was close. Like I was playing good golf, and it, you know, on the Corn Ferry Tour, you could miss a cut by a shot or two and be, you know, five, six shots out of a seventh place. I right. mean, you're not. It's not that. It's it's not. There's not a whole lot of separation. The fields can get stacked, especially on a Friday. Right. Yeah, and then I guess that yeah, I kind of forgot I missed it. PGA Tour Latin America Q School in seventeen, and then a year later I'm at the same Q School and finished second, and then we're off and running. I won the money list. And yep. Got some more confidence, some more validation, and had a great year last. I guess it's not even last year. It's right. It's, it's this year. year. Yeah. On two tours. Yeah. <clears throat> It's crazy. You mentioned the Monday qualifying. Uh, you know, I, I talked to, we recently had Ryan French on the uh, Monday, Monday Q Info. I asked him who is one player to root for of, of all these young kind of new faces. And he said you. He said Harry Higgs. So I just, you, that, that was high praise, I thought, from him. And it seems like you, you have struck a chord with, with fans already on, on tour. Uh, you know, you're pretty popular. I want to ask you about some of the stuff you've done, obviously. Uh, you had that re- that interview during your, your runner-up finish in Bermuda that you wanted to go take a nap once you took the lead. I mean, you, you do some funny things, I guess, that, that uh, resonate with the fans. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been napping after morning rounds <laughs> as long as I can remember. <laughs> and I saw a couple people, you know, they put the PJ Tour puts the, um, you know, the post to me saying that up, and then a few people. I love looking at the comments about what people say about me. I... And I like even if they're vile and mean, I right. find it so funny. And the, you know, a few people are like, "Oh, you know, that's not." We, we work so hard to be athletes. <laughs> like, like what you didn't see was I was up at five in the morning, right? Shirts just drenched in sweat, working out to warm up for the day. Like I earned that nap. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's, that's the the stuff of. Like, people are fans of mine. People want to watch me play. People follow me. People ask me for an autograph. That stuff is still so weird. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, I still haven't even... I, I mean, I'm comfortable, but I still haven't even gotten, like, totally comfortable when somebody asks me for my autograph. Like, part of me wants to say, are you sure you want me to ruin that hat? <laughs> I always do want me to sign a hat than you to wear it around. It's just... Right. That stuff is is still really weird to me, and I I don't know that I don't know that it'll ever not be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I mean it's a, it's a nice it's a nice perk of having success at at the higher levels is that people you know 
Well, yeah. So I mentioned Bermuda. Obviously, you you have a great, like you said, it seems like last year, but it's still this year. You had a great year on the on the Corn Ferry Tour. You win there. Um, you you may, you obviously earn your PGA Tour card, and then you transition right into the fall season, which you know I guess in in a way is great, right? Because you're playing some great golf, and and you don't really have to take a break, and you just get to kind of get get your feet wet right away on the on the tour. Yes, I think it's great. I I think for all of us it was nice, and there were quite a few of our graduating class um, that had some great success early because mm-hmm. we're just like it's just another tournament, you know. We're not. Right. You don't even really have time to stop and think like, whoa, this is the PGA Tour. Right. Maybe I need to do this and this. You know, we all just like get thrown right in. and You can't. You don't even have time to think it is different or should I do things different, which you shouldn't. But right. I, I thought that was huge. I thought that was huge. And now looking back on, fortunately, it's over with because it was a lot of golf for a year. Sure. But looking back on it, I think that was a huge advantage for us to just Oh, and, and everyone that graduated around that time was playing the golf anyway. So for us to kind of just like take care of our business on the Corn Ferry Tour and roll right out with some confidence and some good play and then some kind of familiarity and competitive golf, I think that was huge. Obviously for me, very fortunate to get off to a good start, but no, it was it was huge for sure. Now, now obviously you met, I mean, you obviously have great confidence in your golf ability as, as you should, but you know, Correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't win a tournament in college, and now you win on the Corn Ferry Tour, and now all of a sudden you have a 54-hole lead on the PGA Tour. Are you even surprised? Like, how, how is this happening? I guess in a way, you. Am I surprised that I'm the one doing it? No, but then like, you're surprised that it's happening. Right. In a way if that makes sense, like. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's something you always dream about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we've all always dreamt of winning on the PGA Tour. Um, I mean, yeah, I, in college, I, I don't even... Actually, I had a few second-place finishes my senior year, so I okay. had a uh, But early part of my professional golf career, I don't even know. I um, I could. I don't think I even had a top 10 in any event I played in the first three years. Wow. As a pro. Yeah. Wow. And I think that the, the best finish I'd ever had was, was the PJ Tour Latin America Q School mm. in last year, 2018. I finished second. Mm. Uh, had a chance to win. And obviously, you know, I think there were like 15 odd guys that got their cards. So second to 15th didn't make a bunch of, as a whole lot of difference. But it was the first time that, like, okay, yeah, I can beat these guys. Um, and I, well, I guess I always thought that. But it was the first time I kind of showed that I could do it to myself. Not that anybody else is really paying attention, but it was definitely more to, to myself. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you're all. It's kind of similar to the the fans of Harry Higgs in his golf. Like, it is kind of surprising. It is kind of weird. But like, that's our that's our high. That's our adrenaline, adrenaline rush. You do it once or twice. You know, you have a chance to win. You write down what happens. You write down, you know, how you got there. You kind of give yourself a blueprint to get back there and you just stick with it and keep doing that over and over because all we all want to do is win. And that's kind of what I did and I saw myself around the lead, you know, have a chance to win three, four, five times both of both this year and last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, now nothing changes. Just try to do it on a grander stage, you know, with more, just more stuff going around, more more human interaction, more stands, more people watching. 
Gotcha. So I, I knew that over the course of a few more years, if I stuck with that, all that, by that recipe, that formula, this was possible. But you're still like aghast when it's happening. Like, <laughs> am I really about to win? Right. And my fifth PGA Tour event. Right. You know, like, and I fully expected to. Obviously, I did not, but I fully expected that I was. Yes, right. absolutely. I'm going to do this. So. Wow. Well, it was cool for sure. Well, I mean, you probably would have if not for Brendan Todd. He basically goes out there and he he almost birdies every hole on on the front nine. What was that like, kind of watching that? Because you you were playing very solid golf. You had the lead coming in, and you know, here's this this guy who you know hasn't won in a long time. And and uh, what was that like, kind of watching that? I mean, you you obviously there's nothing you can do, I guess, at that point. Yeah, no, it was utterly incredible. Yeah. Well, you, you did finish solo second. You took home a nice check, three hundred twenty-seven thousand. I'm looking at right here. What before? Um, let's see. Well, before you won uh, a PGA Tour Latino America event in 2018, you won in Peru. Before that win, what was your biggest check as a pro? <laughs> <laughs> So this is like basically a hundred times that. <laughs> That's wow. It's kind of been, I'm not motivated by the money of right. it, but it's kind of been fun to like track. Okay, 
like that, that's crazy. 13 months ago, you right. know, like right. And then uh, where was it? The the win last or this year, sorry, in Springfield was more money that week than the all of winning the PGA Tour Latin America money list. You know, like wow. And then this year, I I had a great year on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then the finish of the second place in Bermuda made more money for me in that one event than I did all year long on the Corn Ferry Tour. Right. But so, like, I'm not motivated by that, but it's cool that, you know, that's like, oh, I should be proud of that. That's pretty cool. Of course, yeah. Like, and then I've, I've seen, I think I've said before, I mean, I've seen my bank account be less than $10 before, so <laughs> it's nice to see that it's not. Um, I'm not a big spender. I won't go and buy any lavish goods or uh-huh. cars or anything like that, but Did you ever have investors or anything in you? I did, yeah. Okay. great what um so far on on tour obviously you're just a few events in what what was kind of your welcome to the pga tour moment or or have you had it yet has it just kind of like you said it's just kind of been a continuation of all the golf you've played but was there anything that really stood out uh, where you were like wow this is pretty cool i'm on i'm on the pga tour Okay. Your cut points earned and your money earned. Mm-hmm. And the text that I got after finishing 19th at the Greenbrier and looking at how much money that uh-huh. means was just like part of, honestly, part of me didn't really, uh, it didn't, I definitely did not feel that I earned that much money. <laughs> like I finished 19th, I right. wasn't great. I could have, you know, you always could finish better. Right. Right. I usually I like to try to make a point of beating 
Okay. But at that point, it's like, all right, I spotted this guy two shots, and he's a world-class player. Let's see if we can beat him. Right. And he wound up quitting me by a shot in the end, but we both played good golf and, and had a lot of fun. But it was, we both, I think he birdied like three or four holes in a row on the back nine, and I birdied like three of the four. And, you know, he was kind of making a run, so everybody was, you know, the few people watching us and everybody's cheering. Yeah, come on, Adam, one more. Yeah, keep going, make more. <laughs> And then I'd make my birdie, and no one would. I mean, I'd hardly even get a clap. Like, right. So it was that was eye opening in a way. But then you get, I mean, like four or five holes in, I'm comfortable again. You know, like those first handful of holes, you're trying to get your feet wet. You, you're playing with a world class player, a Masters champion. And there's people all around, and then like on the fourth hole, okay, why didn't we realize that on the first tee, none of these people and the guy that you're with, they don't matter. Just take care of your business. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, the first time I play with Tiger, I don't think, I don't know that you can ever, you know, have it by the fourth hole that you realize, oh, none of this other stuff matters. I might play the entire round thinking like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> right. So many people around and no one cares what I do. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but that was definitely the, uh, the first moment for sure. When I asked him, where do you live? And he says, the Bahamas and Switzerland <laughs> with the family. And I'm thinking like, well, I live in a condo that my dad owns in Dallas. <laughs> this is a little different. Right. This is a little different now. Yeah, just a little now, different. He, he was great. It was, that was a lot of fun. And I got up to a bad start and played a good round. So that kind of gave me a little bit of momentum to finish out the year, I would say, too. Uh, well, I got to ask you about another world-class player, obviously Bryson DeChambeau, who you overlapped with at SMU. What, first off, I mean, what, what was he like as a teammate? I mean, is, is he really as, as analytical and everything else as what we, we see on a weekly basis, or does he, does he let his guard down a little, uh, you know, with the team? No, he is, he is who he is. <laughs> Bryson doesn't differ. I think, I think most people, and I think people are catching on. I think most people would be surprised at how, I guess, like, I don't even know if artistic is the right word, but uh, mm-hmm. how artistic and creative he is. Sure. Like, he, he can put it, you know, outside his right foot in a four-iron, 200 yards, chest high. Like, he he has some insane ability. Right. Uh, but he is, he absolutely is extremely analytical. And, you know, would, would say a few things, and we're like, ah, we don't, eh, maybe not, right? So, I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. But, you know what, to him it might have been, and who are we to say, you know, it, it, it was eye-opening in a good way. Like, this guy, he's, you know, he's, in theory, he's wrong about this. But he is so determined that he's going to then prove us wrong that he was wrong, you know? Mm. It, it, right. was, it was it was truly impressive. I, I really enjoyed my time with Bryson. Um, you can learn a lot. You can learn how to play some really high-level golf and how to really prepare and how to really take care of everything, school, golf, you know, social life, everything that he, he had to deal with. Um, but no, and then it just turned into, like, if I beat Bryson, I was probably going to honestly win the tournament. Worse, right. probably finish, like, eighth. <laughs> just got inside the top ten. So we were always just trying to beat Bryson. Uh, then our team started having some great results. 
Well, is, is um, and you guys are still close, right? He, I, I read that he uh, sent you some encouraging texts before your first win in, at PGA Tour Latino America. What, 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 what did he tell you? What, what, what was, what's your relationship like with him? No, it was just like a, a short text. Just said like, believe. I can't think. I, I can't really remember, but kind of believe in it. Believe in yourself. You're good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Thing, um, and that helped. Like, I hadn't won since high school golf. Like, wow. Golf. I mean, I thought, and things were trending nicely. I had a few chances to win during the year. Like, I thought I was going to win at least one of these. Um, but you've got to get yourself in the position, and then you got to handle all the stuff that. All the nonsense, the thoughts, the you know what could come of this, and so that helped. Um, and then he hosted us, uh, myself and Austin, who was also playing the PG time, another formative teammate, former teammate of both of ours. Um, Austin was Bryson's age as well. He hosted us uh, shortly thereafter at, at his house, you know, for a dinner to celebrate both our, you know, Austin had won earlier in the year, so both our wins, which was really cool. I mean, I. I hadn't seen him twice in a while because, you know, we I've traveled and he's traveled. That was cool that he reached out and, and wanted to have us over. And then you realize, like, you get it, you walk into his new house and it's, I'm, I'm winning on the wrong tour. Like, I, <laughs> I need to keep getting better and keep winning at the higher levels because he's got a beautiful home. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we, we met at RSM and the winner that week was Tyler Duncan. He'd never, he hadn't won since uh, the 2011 Indiana State Amateur. So it just shows you, and obviously you know how many great players are out, out there. You've played all around the world. You, you've seen it. Um, but now, okay, so now I got to ask, you, you, you have a nice check. You have some time off. What do you do between now and kind of getting uh, going again back in January? Well, last week I went home to Kansas City and family, Thanksgiving and all, and I ate and drank the entire week. Um, <laughs> this week, I've got uh, my two my former roommates. They're going to come join me down in Dallas. Uh, my birthday is Wednesday. Ooh. One of my roommates' birthdays was a week ago this coming Wednesday. And then the other one is his birthday is December 9th. So we're kind of all going to come down and celebrate all three of our birthdays together this weekend. So I'm sure there's going to be some eating and drinking. Nice. Uh, after that, I'm going to go play the, I don't know what it is, but we're going to go play Calusa Pines. There's an event. It's uh, one of the gentlemen that's helped me out financially through the years is a member there. So we're going to go down and play there. That place is incredible. Like a member, member, pro, pro kind of event. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mix them in amongst all that will be some practice and some, I'm going to finish up here and I need to go work out. Um, I did not treat myself that well last week. I mean, it was fun, but, right. you know, four or five days of staying up and maybe having one too many cocktails, right. eating garbage food were away <laughs> on you. Uh, so, yeah, mixed amongst kind of relaxing and having fun will be some thoughts of preparing for Sony. I mean, I, I don't, I'd like to play good golf. I'd like to get there and, be, and feel like I'm ready. So mm-hmm. I, will, I will practice and I will... I'll work hard. I'll make sure my body's all right. But I will. I will have some fun. I will enjoy some time off. I played thirty tournaments last year, not last year, this year. Right. Uh, and that's that's plenty. Right. <laughs> so right. I will enjoy. I will enjoy a little time off. I might have a, a Tito's or two while I'm doing it. <laughs> get ready for get ready for Sunday for sure. Um, and is your schedule pretty much set? I mean, how how obviously how much does that help? 
you know, that solo second. I know, obviously, the win gets you all these other things, but the solo second obviously moves you way up in all these priority lists and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, before we go, I let you go, I have to ask you about that great Seinfeld reenactment video last year. You were the star of it. You played George Costanza. I know I, I used to work with Kevin Price. I know, I think it was kind of his brainchild. He came to you with this. What, where, did you have to have your, your arm twisted to do this or were you happy to do it? Are you a big Seinfeld guy? I am, I do, I do not dislike Seinfeld and I have seen a few episodes. I'm not a like huge follower. Okay. Or even seen the scene. Um, Kevin and Dave, the uh, camera guy on the web tour, it was definitely their baby. <laughs> and that was midway through the year, and they had already seen that. Like, I'm kind of willing when if I'm done with my preparation, I'm kind of willing to get away and help out in whatever way I can. Mm-hmm. So they kind of knew that. If they asked me, I probably wasn't going to say no, and it would all kind of fall into place. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I, you, you're too kind to call it a great skit. It was great. <laughs> I don't know. Because you know me, you might, you know, you would have laughed. And it was, I don't think it was acted well or anything <laughs> like that. Um, I think it would have been a little bit better, you know, I haven't seen it a few times, had we just gone all in and like tried to recreate what they were wearing. Now that was going to be hard. We were in Raleigh, like, right. Wednesday after the pro-am, you know, we'd, me, Lonto, and Austin, 
me on Tuesday for a Wednesday afternoon uh, shoot, if you will, and they right. said that they'll shoot over the script and they'll you know shoot over a link to the video so you can kind of get into character. Right. And I'm looking at this script like, I mean, I'm the only one talking. I have, you know, two and a half paragraphs worth of lines. Yeah, it's a monologue. It's a big monologue, yeah. <laughs> I don't memorize these. These people are going to be here all the way. We might never ever finish. <laughs> uh, but sure enough, we every time the camera kind of changed, I didn't think this far ahead, but every time the camera changed, you know, I would stop and they would move the camera, set it down, and then I would finish the gotcha. line or the, the sentence or the paragraph. Gotcha. I think the only... The only uh, the only, the longest I had, the, the longest lines were, I think, two sentences, really. Okay. Well, more, more and more people are certainly going to recognize you going forward, obviously, as, as you uh, get your PGA Tour career underway. Congratulations on a great start uh, to the fall. Uh, good luck, obviously, next year. And, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, no worries at all. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Appreciate it, Harry. Take care, man. All right, we want to thank Harry Higgs once again for joining us. Hopefully, he'll be back on the show. Now we have something a little new. We've done our picks before, obviously, for tournaments, but we're going to do a little more in-depth. We're going to go a little more in-depth here, have a special gambling segment. Uh, We're going to try to do it every week, and we're going to start this week, obviously, with the Hero World Challenge. Uh, Joining me right now, I mentioned at the top of the show, Stephen Hennessy and Chris Powers, are you know we don't want to say the gens but you know are there are gambling experts that has a bad connotation yeah. but right. hey it's legal now so. it's to- exactly it's totally legal we'll now label ourselves as that right it's, it's yeah. totally legal it's, just say i'm very comfortable discussing it he's very com- <laughs> <laughs> that's right he's at maybe ease, too comfortable. At ease. Yeah, yeah maybe a little too comfortable um all right so anyway we have the hero world challenge we already talked about how uh it's a world ranking bonanza but uh it's also a tournament that's up for grabs 18 players Small field, but a fantastic field. And to start, I just want to give some of uh, MGM's odds to win the event. John Rahm, the defending champ, is the favorite at four to one. You got Justin Thomas, seven to one. Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley at nine to one. And then you have tournament host Tiger Woods, ten to one. Steve, first off, you're a course guru as well as a gambling guru. Uh, tell us a little about the uh, the Albany course. Yeah, obviously it's at Albany in the Bahamas. It's the fifth year. It's been at Albany. That's the A hat that you see Tiger wearing That's casually right. around right. time to time. You mentioned Rom won it last year. Ricky in 2018, Hideki in 2017. Uh, it was at this tournament was at Sherwood for 12 years before yep. that. Tiger won five times. No big deal. Yeah. So this is it's kind of a resort course, even though it's a private beach community. And it's very linksy. It's wide open. Kind of looks like Australian sand belty. Um, but there's five par fives. So scoring on par fives is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to take advantage of those. Even if it's windy, these guys are going to tear apart the par fives. So the winning score is usually around 17 to 20 under, something like that. So you got to make a ton of birdies. Big two is strokes gain approach. So there's these huge greens. It's an Ernie Els design. And there's these little quadrants mixed like in little portions of the green so mm. you got to hit you got to hit it close that's going to give you a chance for birdies um and last year just to note there were only three over par rounds on the weekend last year so Ooh. it's a birdie fest even and if it, the wind blows i was going to say it's i mean it, i already saw it you know pretty good wind in effect but even with that it doesn't seem to bother these guys that much you mentioned all the par fives i think the ninth is a par five and that's where uh tiger 
when we first saw the glimpses of this comeback, he right. hit that three wood. He said, Joey, talk to me. <laughs> and the ball was in the air, yeah. wanting to get confirmation. He just pured one. Um, all right, so so we want to get into the field a little. Who, who wants to kick it off? Yeah, you mentioned the favors. I'm going a little down the board. Bryson DeChambeau is 18-1 mm. right now at MGM. That seems pretty high for someone as good as Bryson. Uh, he hasn't done much here. He finished T12 last year, but neither had John Rahm before when he won right. last year. So course history, you know, it means a little here. Um, and this is the first time we're seeing Bryson post his, you know, workout. I was going to say, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> all swolled up. You know, he's got – I think he wants to prove that a little bit before the President's Cup. So I think there's a little extra motivation that these odds aren't accounting for. So 18-1, really like that. Interesting. Uh, Harry Higgs, who was his teammate at SMU – we talked about you know some of the things Bryson says and does, and he's convinced that even if Bryson is wrong about something, he just believes it he so much himself, that right. right. So so the new thing now is this weight gain, the yeah. 20, 25 pounds, right. or, or that he's on his way. Um, and you might think that his distances might be off, right? Because he has all this extra bulk. But come on, it's Bryson. You know he has it's it fine down tuned. to the fine exact, tune. Exactly, exactly. Like, he, he's gonna figure it out quick. He's had a couple weeks now to practice on his own. So right, eighteen to one's pretty juicy right all right chris you go and, and by the way you guys I, i'm kind of sitting back here I, I want you guys to convince me of who i should go with you know i, I have some thoughts but you got you know you guys you are the experts you guys are looking more so you right. make your case right. well i think at 14 to 1 this is going to sound square justin rose because he lives there oh my god yeah. he lives, oh, he lives there he knows <laughs> the place like his back of his hand but i i still like him at 14 to 1 he's not mm. one of the top like five favorites he you know he knows the greens well i think our guys at fantasy national have him third in the field in strokes gain putting i mean he knows the greens here he's putting well he's been playing well of late he's made five starts since the tour championship uh top 30 in all but one hasn't missed a cut since the masters and we've heard him say that he's he was disappointed with this past season which you know he right. won at tory uh third at the open he did yeah. miss the cut at the Masters, like yeah. I said, but which uh, was a shock. I mean, he yes. has the best Masters you know, track record the, of anybody. Right, yeah. he he had finished runner-up. Right, you know, a couple years in a row. But um, yeah, Rose home course. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been living there for a while. I'll take Rose at fourteen to one. And he said he's working on all these swing changes, and you know, so far they've looked pretty good. He's had some top finishes in Europe recently. So, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, this was a big year too. I mean, he made the the big equipment change, yep. obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, he was number one in the world. I mean, when he won at Torrey, we were like, wow, this yeah. guy is the Come, guy. Coming into this event last year, he was the favorite, Justin Rose. Wow. Yep. So. Okay, so you're well getting some value late, yeah. there. Yeah, the 14 to 1. And again, 14 to 1 for Justin Rose in any event would seem right. pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. And there's only 18 guys playing. Mm -hmm. We have to keep, remember, like the lowest guy in the field is Ches Reeve who got in because Dustin Johnson just withdrew. And um, with that, by the way, that knee injury is still yeah, for the President's Cup next week. But anyway, Ches Reeve got in there at 50-1 uh, to 1 in an 18-man event. Might as well toss it. Toss? Sprinkle. You got a sprinkle? <laughs> yeah. You might as well. It's going to be like Disneyland well, for him this week. Yeah. All right, let me ask you then who – I mean, you, you, you guys both went, you know, not one of the top five favorites. Um, but of the lower guys, to me – you know, I see a Bubba Watson there, a guy who has. I know we mentioned course history, not meaning that much maybe here, but he has won at this course before. Mm -hmm. um, he does. He seems to be a guy who, at the courses he, there's certain courses he always plays yeah. well at, and maybe this is one of them. Obviously Augusta, obviously Riviera. Um, 
forty to one to me, you know, I'd probably rather take him than certainly any of those guys yeah. less than ten to one. Even Chez at fifty, like right. Bubba yeah. has way more win equity at forty to one. Right. He's won here before too. So yep. that's pretty strong. I'd go with Kisner at okay. thirty-five to one at MGM. Um, the revenge tour. Yeah, exactly. He's got a little <laughs> revenge factor. You might yeah. want to show Tiger, hey, you know, you kind of snub me for the Presidents Cup. Goes out there and wins. He has a tendency to play well uh, in you know bigger events. This is an exhibition, obviously, but against the best players in the mm. world. So maybe a little extra chip on his shoulder. He plays better in those situations. So I can see sprinkling on Kisner too. I would uh, I would look at Matt Kuchar at thirty to one. Yeah. He's actually been pretty terrible uh lately and he missed the cut at rsm but kuchar at 30 to 1 just about anywhere i like especially in a smaller field uh t9 t3 the last two times he's played here he didn't play here last year but uh he did just shoot 62 two weeks ago at mayakoba so he can mm. he's still got plenty of game and i like kuchar at the high number 30 to 1 all right I, you guys I'm still leaning Bubba. I, I'm still yeah. leaning Bubba. With, I, with I mean, my, you might as well bet all like, three of the I, bottom I, guys. Okay, in we, this event. true. We haven't talked about Tiger Woods, who has not won at Albany. Correct. Which is again, he has a home there, like Justin Rose. Well, Rose has played well there. <laughs> so, so Tiger only has one top ten at Albany yeah. in his career playing. Wow, with, and I think that was the, people. the the T nine or something. Exactly. It's so absurd yeah, too. too. Yeah. Credit yeah. guys with top tens in this event, right? Yeah, because obviously he he's he's made a couple of his comebacks here where he's been you know off the map in right. terms of world ranking and everything. Uh, but yeah, so he hasn't really done that great here. He did just win this hero shot thing. You know, he's feeling pretty good. He's he's the captain. He's taking these guys under his wing. They're all going to fly. Well, not all of them. You know, guys like Jordan Spieth, he's going to kick off the plane. The, the other guys are welcome on the plane. They're going to fly to Australia straight to the President's Cup after this. We should mention, by the way, this is also a Wednesday through Saturday event. So get your, you your action in early. In, yeah, Tuesday night. Um, but um, what, what do we think about him this week? Yeah, I mean, with Tiger, there's a couple things motivation-wise. I, I think he often looks at these events as sort of preparation for something bigger. So, you know, the President's Cup means so much to him. Next week, I could see him just using the hero, like sort of practicing shots that you're going to need at Royal Melbourne. Obviously, he would want to win, and we saw him play great at the Zozo. Mm -hmm. So 10 to 1, you know, I'm not going to convince you not to bet on Tiger and his event before the President's Cup, but uh, I could see going elsewhere. Yeah, I'm with Steve. I think he's just got too much going on. He's the host this week. He's captain next week. A lot a lot on his mind, obviously, and that's actually why I'm taking uh, Patrick Cantley over him in a, in a matchup. Oh, I, at, I was going to ask about the matchups. Okay, plus, so I mean, Cantley's plus odds over Tiger. Cantley shouldn't be plus odds against almost anyone. Yeah, right. Both, yeah. And and Tiger is always minus in these matchup bets yes. just because it's Tiger. Mm -hmm. So I would... You know, I would advise betting against Tiger often in the in these matchup bets, especially if it's a guy like uh, Patrick Cantley. It's a sharp play. Cantley last sharp. year had two rounds, like sharp. 65 or below. Right. So yep. he had a blow-up round, I think, the third round. Yep. Other than that, he would have been in the mix more. So And, and obviously th that matchup is for the entire tournament. Yes. yes. Um, yes it is. Right. What, is there one that jumps out for you, Steve? Yeah, I liked Patrick Reed plus 100 over Ricky. So okay. this is a play purely against Ricky. He went on the hiatus. He, right. He just got married. Right. He had the long honeymoon. Then he got sick. Right. So 
I think he's gone a long time without picking up the sticks. And mm -hmm. Reed, on the other hand, was competing a lot. Oh, the guy the plays floor. all yeah all yeah. year round. Yeah, you know T eight uh, over there mm -hmm. at, at the Turkish Airlines Open, and he also had a T eight at the WGC in Shanghai, top five at the BMW and PGA. So and Reed finished runner up here in 2016. So it's a play against Ricky. It's a play for Reed at plus money, plus 100, even money. Gotta love that. It should be noted too. Some of these. Uh, Pairings, I just want to mention because we're, you know, Tiger as the captain, he could be using this as yeah. uh, possible pair. He, he made the pairings here, and you have Ricky Fowler with Tony Finau uh, the first couple rounds. Uh, Tiger's playing with Justin Thomas. Maybe we see them That's play the together. That's the third They're, time they've played together. And they, exactly. They always seem to be matched up in this yeah, event. And uh, that was a big barometer for him when he came back. He, he beat Justin Thomas, I right. remember. I mean, it was close, but he, mm -hmm. he beat him. Uh, then you have Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantley, the, Pat, the Patricks. Mm -hmm. Um, Bryson and Webb, and Xander and Gary Woodland. And then you have like the other guys who aren't obviously on the team. Uh, so anyway, that's just another reason to watch really this week. Uh, maybe um, one guy you guys didn't mention, and I do want to give him a shout out. Also, he happens to to wear Whoop like our sponsor. <laughs> Whoop, Whoop. And that's Webb Simpson, uh, who. Has only played two events this fall, but he finished seventh in Vegas, takes a few weeks off. He basically rolls out of bed and shows up at the RSM Classic yeah. and finishes runner-up there. Yep. He never wins, but he, he lost in a playoff. I wanted to ask him about the whoop, but he just lost in the playoff. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of a tough Bad time. Tough time. Uh, but uh, he, he's just so solid. He's one of these guys, when are we going to get the each-way bets going over here? Right? Exactly. MGM, be, if you're listening. Yeah. Explain uh, those to me again. So you, you bet. If you bet $10 each way on someone, you have $10 on them to win, and then you have an additional $10 on them to finish. It's usually second through sixth place. Mm -hmm. You get one-fourth of the winning odds okay. if they finish in any of those places. So a guy yeah, like we Webb Simpson bring that here. would be yeah. perfect yeah. for that. You Absolutely. bet him each way, you feel great. Like yep. he's he'll finish up there. Xander, another guy. I mean, top you know, ten machine. Top ten machine. He wins a lot, but he also has a lot of these runner-up. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that bet. Ricky Fowler, I mean yeah. – it just makes your bet so much more interesting, too, on a Sunday. Yeah. You have a guy who could sneak in a backdoor, mm -hmm. you know, T6 and or something. A lot of these long shots, too, if you bet them each way, you know, they might not win if they're in the mix right. and finish in the top five. Then you get paid off. You know, if a guy's yeah. 80 to 1 and it's a fourth of the odds, it's still a nice yeah. payday. So if it was Bubba, for instance, yep. 40 to 1, you'd get 10 to 1 right. on him being in the top six. Rather so, than his actual odds are like plus 400, top five. Exactly. So, yeah. Right, because you can bet, better. make those bets, but you're getting – Slightly better. Anyway, love to see that happen. But again, we're in the infancy of this all being legal um, and everything else. Any any closing thoughts? What any uh, awful, heartbreaking uh, gambling stories in any sports for you guys this week? You had <laughs> my whole season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a tough football season yeah. for us. Football. You had the, I, I had the, the under the Chiefs Raiders over that everyone yeah. was freaking out about. Oh my God, it's forty eight and a half. Yeah. The the extra point blocked. I had it at forty nine and a half. So, so it, it was completely yeah. meaningless. Yeah. I had uh, another. I mean, I don't even. Heartbreak I, after heartbreak. I lost every bet I made since <laughs> I got back in the game Thanksgiving. Lost every bet I made this weekend. It's mm, just tough. it never ends. Well, as soon as you told me you had the under in Chicago. Oh, Bears Lions! Lions. All of a sudden, it's just Chiefs Rams. We shootout. all did. It's the greatest shootout in football that history. That was done in two, by halftime. The worst, the worst quarterback matchup yeah. in history, and they're just slinging that's, it all. That's over the NFL. Field. That's the NFL. So, it's typical. Life there you in go. The NFL. Always fade us. <laughs> I have one more kind of crazy okay, yeah. square bet. Okay. I'm standing Stevie by Public. It. Yeah. 
<laughs> public, come on. It's Chrissy Public. Chrissy Public, Chrissy Public. But you mentioned Jay Rose, Albany resident. Right. He's here all the time. He's minus 177 to finish in the top 10. Not great odds, but if you go cross-sport, multi-sport, mm. parlay it with Ooh. Uh, Ohio State, who is money line <laughs> minus 700 against Wisconsin <laughs> in the Big Ten Championship, and Clemson <laughs> minus, I think, like, 5,000. Yeah, 5,000. So it doesn't really decrease the odds too much, but you get it down to like minus 120. Uh-huh. So better than minus 177, and Jay Rose is going to finish top 10 at this event out of 18 people. Give me a break. And Ohio State's, well, they could lose, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet for so. it. And Clemson is gonna steamroll. Uh, Wisconsin will throw Virginia. the throw the Big Ten championship again, like they did that one year right. when Ohio State won wow, 52-0. It's quite the it's uh, very parlay. square, but yeah. And if you like Bubba, you, you can double up on Georgia, Georgia money line this week. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That'll you hit. Well, you say college football. No, bet. you know it's funny. You say it's very square, but every day we're sharing these guys who are winning these huge parlays, and they're all people just betting favorites. Right. At betting yeah. like 10 different favorites mm-hmm. as a parlay. And Which has never worked in my entire never. life. Never. Yeah. But, but these guys are hitting, you yeah. know, $10 bets for $500,000 or ridiculous. I mean, it's right. it's insane. So, you know, it must be nice. So, yeah, it anyway. must be. All right, guys, it was fun. That was, uh, thanks to uh, Chris Powers and Steve Hennessy for joining me. Thanks to Sam Wyman and Keeley Levins for joining us at the top. Thanks again to Harry Higgs for coming on the show. Thanks to our producers, always. Greg Gottfried, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. And check back next week to see who our guest is.